time to buckle up, you fine scale freaks, because we got another episode of the Bench Time Podcast with Todd and Brett Wiley of HO Scale Customs coming right at you. So get ready. Welcome to episode 38 of the Bench Time Podcast with Todd and Brett Wiley of HO Scale Customs. So this week we have an awesome episode. We just got off an interview with the great um, crew that runs the Fine Scale Model Expo, and uh, we'll jump into that. But first, we need to take care of a little bit of housekeeping. We want to thank our newest patron, Mountain Goat Greg. Um, he, he's a patron of our show now, so he has access to the exclusive episodes, and he also has um, some cool stuff coming his way, as well as um, some input on the show with our modeler questions of the week. So, um, if you want to become a patron of the show and like Mountain Goat Greg and a bunch of our other uh, patrons, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash HO scale customs, sign up $1 a month, get you access to our exclusive overtime at the bench podcast, which we just published episode number eight to um, last night, actually. So, we're going to jump into our questions of the week before we do the interview, and then we will hop into the Fine Scale Modelers Expo interview. So Lynn McCurdy asked, um, Windows, what do you, what to use and the drawbacks? How to secure, uh, Todd, or, he said you already illustrated it, but there's more than one way to skin a cat. Glue Windows in, etc. Um, he says... For himself, old buildings and railroad cabooses, he uses micro crystal clear. I think this is an extension of what we talked about last week. Uh, crystal works great as glue adhesive, but both give the old glass distorted effect. And if an air bubble or and if there's an air bubble or it pops, it looks like a broken window. So that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. We haven't actually tried that yet, Lynn, but I'm gonna note that down. Micro crystal clear. Uh, I imagine it works a lot like the. Uh... Formula five uh, sixties canopy glue, probably, or the um, the um, sorry gallery glass. It's offered by uh, Plaid Company, right? Um, and, and they all they're all applied. I'm sure the same way. And and he's right. I mean, once it dries a little bit, and uh, if there's a bubble in it, you could pop it and make it look like a um, like a broken a broken pane of glass or hole in the window, um, you can take your knife once it dries, take your knife and put some small X marks in it, make a kind of like a spider web, crack, make it uh, crack cracking or spider webbing, and yeah, I mean there's yeah you can get real creative with it. Good job, Lynn. Yeah, thanks a lot. And actually, Greg chimed in on that, and he said, "Have you tried any pledge with future uh, pledge? I'm guessing the the household cleaner pledge." Um, to secure windows. He said he can't find any in his local town, but was thinking of ordering some. That I've never actually heard of. So uh, I, I did hear of that. I don't know how it works. I know it's hard to get, um, from what I understand. And, and I think there's some kind of chemical in it that you got to really, really be careful with. I don't think... I, yeah, they, yeah, I'm not sure how that works. tough to get because of that. Right, well, yeah. The chemical is called Future, Pledge with Future. So if you get it, you get yeah. uh, you get a glimpse into the future. Apparently, <laughs> wear, wear gloves and and your. Uh, That's uh, when back, you definitely have to future doctor. Yeah, doctor Brown glasses. You definitely have to put your hazmat suit on when you work on that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> so uh, we got that. Lynn also had a second question before we get into our third one or a second topic. Uh, he said, "How about 
pers- putting perspective into models. He's been he's been told trains are the primary subject, and to make things really to scale, the trains would be dwarfed. On my very first layout and modular club, I made prime I made pine trees from Lord's Candle Desert. Lord's Candle Desert. I'm gonna butcher the hell out of this name. I think you already did. Hesper Yucca Whipley, uh, or Yucca, a kind of cactus like a plant, sort of Joshua, sort of a Joshua. He didn't lose us yet, he says. Um, but he used this Yucca to make a pine tree that was to scale about 50 feet tall. So um, that's a cool idea. Uh, we don't have access to Yucca, I don't think, because we don't live... Um, in the desert, Lynn. No, I'm just kidding. But, but uh, that's a neat idea. That was his first lesson on perspective. And now for buildings, in the far background, he had suggested using, N, or he had asked about using N-scale and what our take was on using smaller buildings in the background to create perspective and distance. And I think we had a podcast guest that talked about using smaller yes. buildings. Was it Howard Zane? Uh, he did. He, I think he talked about it, and I, I believe um, we had uh, Steve's uh, one Steve friend that we had. That. Yes. Well, no, yes. no, no. Um, yeah, it was, uh, Steve and oh man, I'm I'm so sorry, I forget the name, but yes, they both Steve and his guest, as well as Howard Zane, all had talked about using maybe not N scale, but using smaller buildings that weren't <laughs> the same scale in the background or on hills mm-hmm. or tucked away in different areas to um to at, like to resemble a scale and for right. us for us our take on it well it's kind of tough because we have a 360 layout and it's not that wide um our layout's only about six or seven feet wide about six yeah. feet wide so yeah uh being 360 and being that there's no backdrop or and the width of it kind of limits us on perspective that way. Um, but I've seen it done. We've seen it, and we've actually had guests on the show that um, have had that done or have done it and have talked about it in previous episodes. So I don't really it looks have, good. I don't have an opinion on it as far as for me working on it, but I've seen pictures from other people mm-hmm. uh, who have worked on it, and it looks it looks great. And we, and we have seen it, actually, at the uh, show we we went to you and I went to that little firehouse. We did, I did a piece on that, and right. it was a there was a layout there that some club put up, and they did a good job. Uh, they did a good job in the background. George on the one. Sorry. Oh yes, it was it George. Yeah. George Pearson. I apologize, George. It, Stephen and George. George Pearson was the guy that um, we had on the show with Stephen back on episode twenty, and you can find right. that in our archives back on the podcast. Um, right part of our website but george had did it on some on the tops of some um some hill hey i think he talked about tucking it away on some hills back in right. the back um, it looked awesome it looked yeah. great so we haven't done it uh our version of doing that is actually the opposite we're putting all of our big stuff we're going to mash all of our all of our big stuff towards the center of our 360 layout so it actually will create a backdrop the whole way around so we're doing the opposite but we've seen it and it is a neat way to model um some perspective on a deeper layout absolutely absolutely looks really good like i said we saw it at that small show we went to and um that club put it up on the back and and it looked good i mean you're looking in the distance and it's 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 that forced perspective where you see it 
uh, up on the hillside, and there were small buildings and houses and such that were done in end scale. And you, you know, you would not know that, and you know, at first glance, right? And, uh, yeah, definitely. I, I like seeing it. I wish we could try it. Um, it just doesn't work with our layout, but it's right. a great thing if you have a deeper layout or something where it's like a hill where you want to simulate depth or force that, pers- you know, do force perspective. Um, it, sure. wor- it works great. Sure. Um, and our third question of the week, before we get into our next interview, is from Dave Cruzwick, who is always, along with Lynn, is a great contributor to the show and uh, an avid listener. And I got a great modeler. I got a, and a great modeler, by the way. You can check out his stuff over on Dave's workbench. Um, yep. So Dave actually, I got to read his word for word because it's, it's too it's too good. I love it. He actually he said, uh, "Why do I need a starter strip beneath my initial row of shingles?" I've heard because I've heard quote unquote because it's because it's prototypical. To which I respond, "Who cares? You've been told it looks better because the initial row won't droop over the edge of the roof." Again, quote unquote. So what? I've never noticed a big difference in my appearance. What am I missing here? I've never done that, and I don't. Me neither. I've never done a starter row of shingles. I just start at the bottom and work I, your way up. Yeah. And I think the one building I did actually did have a droop over the edge. Yeah. And I thought it looked cool because I, I sanded the edges of them. I roughed them up. They made them look like they were dilapidated and falling off the, the edge. And, yeah. uh, and I've never had a problem with that. And the other building actually I did the, um, it was from bar mills. It was that, that pub I did, um, Mm-hmm. The name of it's escaping me. It was that tall green pub I did. The it came with three buildings, but right. um, I didn't do starter shingles on that either. I'm with you, Dave. It doesn't matter to me. Uh, right. I just cut those shingles to match the edge of the uh, the bottom yeah. of the roof. And it, it, if you want it nice and neat and trim, all it, you do is trim them off. And guess what? It, it looks it looks the same. I I don't think it, if someone told me that, I would just say uh, you know bug off. I'm. I'm not doing that. It's going to waste shingles because then I could, if I always have leftover shingles and I like to save as many as I can for other, <laughs> for other buildings or other things. So yeah, um, do you ever try and make your own otherwise? Oh my God. I sit there forever slicing little shingle lines into a couple. Oh my, it was, it, I'll never do it. I I'll haven't, it I haven't, but I remember you complaining about it and I, oh, will, I will never do that now. But, yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, I'm with you, Dave, who cares? Uh, do it your way. Start them at the bottom. Start them. Don't do a starter row. I, to me, that's eh. you're not going to really see it on that scale, anyways. And yeah. if they do, I mean, if you do it, that's what you like to do. Yeah. Do it. Yeah, if they do, and, and maybe maybe I'm wrong. Prove me wrong. But uh, I'm with Dave on this one. I'm not doing it. Uh, I think I can. I don't think you would notice the difference on my buildings that I didn't do a starter row on. Yeah. So don't whine at me. Don't whine at me for not doing it. I do it my way. You know. Yeah, I just, so. I don't see the advantage. And I know, like he said, it's prototypical. Like, if you look at a, if you look at anything that's built um, yeah, in real life, obviously, you'd have a row of starter shingles on your house or, or on a right. building. But, I mean, it. But come on, we're doing scale modeling. <laughs> and it doesn't need, okay. and, it, and it's not like it's raining on the roof of this thing. It doesn't need to be leak proof. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not too worried about it. Um, yeah, yeah. But. Uh, that was our questions of the week. Those are our answers of the week and our, our rebuttals to the topics or our, our takes on everything. So 
with that, we are going to jump into this interview. So we are very excited to bring you guys the Fine Scale Expo crew. And um, with that, we're going to turn it over to the interview. This week on the show, we have the founders, you could say, or the, uh, the, the people behind the scenes and who are running the show of the Fine Scale Model Expo. Uh, we've talked about the show a bunch on the uh, podcast, and uh, we wanted to get all four of you guys on the show before uh, before your expo started. So we have Hal Reynolds of Atlantic Scale Modelers. We have Jimmy Deegan of Railroad Kits, who we had on the show previously. Um, Robert Seckler, who's just a well-known modeler and uh, the, the team here that helps put on the expo, as well as Doug Fiscali, all on the line. Six people on one episode here, so it's kind of a, a record-setting attendance for our podcast. But, um, yeah, you guys have the expo coming up in Albany this, this uh, November. So, uh, welcome to our podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having Thank you. Yes, welcome. Yes. Hey, um, uh, real quick, I I talked to these guys before we went on the air. Um, I forgot to mention one thing. Sometimes Brett's audio may crack in or out. And if it does, because I just heard it a couple seconds ago, it's recording his just fine. And um, no worries if you can't hear him. Just you guys out there, just just ask him to repeat the question or uh, repeat what he said, and he'll he'll gladly do it. It happens sometimes. I don't know about gladly, great. but I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Hey, well, I want to talk to you guys about the expo. One of the great things last year uh, for for Brett and I, it was our first time to go to the expo, the one you had in Altoona last year. Um, it, it's close to us. We're in Harrisburg, so or in Hasbrook area, so it was real easy for us to get to, and, and we went to it, spent, you know, a bunch of days there and had a great time. Uh, it was, it was on, it was like being a kid at the carnival, and, um, yeah, it was, it was an awesome event. An expensive um, carnival. We about, an expensive carnival. No, no, it was good, it was good. <laughs> no, it was expensive, well, you know, buying the kits and things that we did, and we kind of went overboard like, like we're supposed to, I think it's what it's <laughs> supposed to be about. But, um, yeah. You know, it was it was a great show, and we learned so much as a result. And we want to bring that to the rest of the modelers and the, you know the, across the you know all of our listeners and anybody that gets on and does modeling or fine scale modeling. And uh, we want to you know make make it make them aware of what an amazing show this is, and what a better way than to have the four of you here. And we appreciate your time tonight. Um, but um, glad you well, enjoyed last year's show. We're glad you enjoyed the show. <laughs> I was, it was it was wonderful, um, but um, what what guys? How long? How many years have you had the show? Uh, ahead, you can answer that one. Well, yeah, formally as the expo since 2011. That was our first expo show. 2011. Um, but Jimmy and I, when we were we were all involved in another show, the Craft Instructor Show before that, which we started around 2007. Oh, so it's okay. Been, it's been a little over 10 years now. A little over ten years. Wow! And now, it, uh, how did, how did this particular show originate? I mean, what what brought you guys to do it? Put it out there. Just the lack of other good shows like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. Gonna, um, you know, I think, um, well, did not start the show uh, originally back in 2007. Um, we got a couple with us back then. And basically we want to know that specifically showcase craft and structure kits. 
um, you know, we love going to shows, you know, in uh, bigger train shows where these kinds of kits get lost amongst all the plastic trains, you know, trains and plastic buildings and the food market stuff. And, uh, you know, we thought that maybe in a hotel it would be a better place to just, you know, really focus you know, along with, you know, George Delios and, and, and South River Kits over the last 20, 30, 40 years, the stuff got more more popular, but it's hard to find in a big show. So we thought, why not, right. you know, all these manufacturers under one roof. Yeah, uh, and, and that's what you, essentially you've done. I mean, it, when you go in there as a modeler, uh, when we walked into the show, I, you know, I just to walk into the vendor section and, and you stand there and you're like, wow, this is, this is everything I see on every website. It's all under one roof. And, uh, and, and they're all here. All the people you read about, all the people you, you know, um, you know, see online with their kits and, and such and the different modelers that, that have been out there putting, uh, either videos or, you know, all kinds of material on the fine scale modeling, it's all under one roof, which was really, really cool. So Yeah, um, it, it's all the people that we've been following and you walk in the room and, and, and there they are, you know, ready to ready and ready and willing to talk to you. Yeah. Where where was the first fine scale uh, model expo at PBD Massachusetts? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> PBD. PBD. Oh, yeah, okay. Hal says it right because yeah. he lives there. <laughs> yeah, right. I see Peabody because I'm from New York. Okay, I was going to say, I never <laughs> heard of Peabody, and I know, I, I think they're saying Peabody, but... Uh, I love it. Yeah, it's, a <laughs> uh, it's a New England thing. It's like lobster. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, that's, I, a, that's a, a, a pocket car. <laughs> <laughs> and get some lobster. There's no, R, there's lobster. no R's in that language. It's funny. Yeah. No, no. Uh, <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... So, you, you know, uh, when did each of you come on board? I mean, uh, why don't you guys, uh, you know, just tell us, you know, what, what got you involved? I mean, obviously there's four of you. What brought you, the four of you together to be, you yeah, know, kind, the guys on this show? Kind of the evolution of the of the show here, how, how, how everyone got involved. Right. Right. Uh, well, I, uh, for me, it, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Jimmy and I started at the same time. Um, kind of came together in the same show. Um, and we both, you know, we both liked the idea, and, and Jimmy had lots of ideas for the show and how it worked, and I had lots of ideas how it worked, and I think uh, and this, we were so excited about doing it that it just kind of gave birth to itself, you know? It was just uh, one of those things where we knew we wanted clinics, we knew we wanted, um, you know, all these vendors, and we wanted some display layouts or dioramas and stuff. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I like like I said, I thought it was a great idea. It was something that wasn't done, and uh, I thought there was a need for it. And of course, I wanted to, you know, be uh, more more popular in the craft and kit market. And I was like, how do I get my products out there? And I think having the show was a really focused way to get those people that would want to buy the things I sell right in front of me, so they can pick up my kits and, and feel the diorama and look around it and take pictures of it. And, and so that's basically, you know, how Doug and I started in 2007. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, it was kind of the kind of thing where we thought, you know, if, if more people who hadn't really got into the craftsman and the structure building 
you know, got in front of it and saw it with their own eyes. It would really kind of inspire them. Um, it's, it's, it's one thing to see it on the internet or in a magazine, but when you see how detailed these models are, it really can, uh, you know, it can draw people in, which is what we wanted. Right. Right. Okay, so and then, that, so then, how uh, uh, how did uh, Hal get involved then at that point? All right, so Hal got involved <laughs> when when CSS decided to evolve into the expo or what would become the expo. Um, actually, as strange as it may sound, uh, a nurse that worked for Jimmy Melissa suggested that uh, the boys were looking for somebody else to join the team, and she suggested, why not Hal? <laughs> so uh, we uh, we chatted and talked, and I said, sure, I'd love to be part of the team. And uh, that was uh, that's kind of, that was, well, it was before 2011. That was, was there a 2010, or was it 2009 was the last CSS? Uh, last CSS was Yeah. So anyway, that's uh, that's how I got uh, sucked into the vortex. <laughs> <laughs> and it helped. It helped that Hal had the best relationship with George Celios. Uh-huh. So that, right. that helped him. That helped him get him right, right onto the team. Well, that, that gave me a few points. <laughs> <laughs> and that guy's yeah. name. His ears are probably ringing every Wednesday or Thursday <laughs> night. Um, now, you know, the Bob is the new, the new one that joins into it. And when, how did Bob evolve into uh, into the expo? Uh, well, I was always I was always an attendee at all the craftsman shows. Back at the very, I didn't miss any. And I was always I'm always helping out Jimmy and his layout and helping Doug out. We became friendly. And then when they evolved into the expo, they asked, they called me, I think the day after they decided to do it, and they asked me how to have a good relationship with Lou Sassy, and they called me and asked me if I could try to get Lou involved, and he did, and I got Lou to come to the first expo, and then I, I joined, I officially joined in 2012 when I was helping out pack up the trailer in Strasburg, in Strasburg, Pennsylvania, and Doug looked at me and said, you know what, you're doing everything anyway, you want to just be a partner? <laughs> sure. And I, so I basically I said yes. So that's how I got sucked into the <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Well, that's, that's that's pretty neat. And um, you know, you, you mentioned that all of you mentioned that you know your friendships that you had and helping each other out, and and and, and that's one of the things you'll see at the show or in this hobby in general is that everybody seems to make friends very easy in this hobby and everybody's helping each other out and uh, it's, a, it's a really cool community, especially the fine scale end of it and it, it, I, I just see the friendships that built, we've only really jumped into this ourselves and we've talked about this with a bunch of our other guests uh, that have been on, have been or ha- have been to the expo or involved in the expo or they have Oh, they will be involved this time in the expo, this upcoming expo. It'll be in Albany, uh, November first through the third. And um, they, you know, Jason Jensen and everything else. And now, so we, it's it's the same sort of thing. We're we're doing these podcasts, but as modelers, we we find each other. Uh, you know, I, I we we talk to Jason on a regular basis, and and you know, we'll call each other up and feel you know feel 
for different things that we're doing and that type of thing. And, and I think this breeds it, and an expo is a wonderful way to meet people. I met so many new people in the hobby uh, when we went last year. And right. every, you know, so. Um, yeah, la- last year this time, we were kind of um, under the radar with everyone. Yeah. Um, so we, I, and I remember walking around the show and I, I remember asking Doug and a few other guests we've had on the show, like, uh, you know, Hey, would you guys mind being on our podcast? We're going to start up. And everyone was kind of like, Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. Uh, sure. Just let us know when you're ready. And, uh, and it's kind of <laughs> blossomed into this cool community of, uh, of modelers. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, it, and it's all it took. Everybody's receptive. Uh, the people at the show are amazing. We'll talk about that in a little bit here. Yeah, they all want to um, Yes. So now... Well, it's like, like, like-minded people doing like-minded things. I absolutely. Mean, right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And, you know, and everybody learns from one another. It's amazing. Um, the, the, the guys, we'll get to, I'm going to save this one part for the end of the show, uh, and we're going to go to the show itself. Um, you know, we have, the, like I said, the, the upcoming show, the expo, I shouldn't call it show, it's the expo, um, it's going to be uh, in Albany, New York, uh, November first through the third, correct? And, correct. Um, yes. And, and uh, what I want to talk about is the clinics that you have there. One of the cool things for us was doing the different clinics, and uh, I want to let you guys just roll with this. Tell us what to expect at the clinics, how they operate, how they work. Um, you know, I don't know. I, you know, take turns working it or however. Like I said, there are listeners out there. Maybe a little chaotic. But um, please go into detail on the on the clinics and the different clinicians that are going to be there this year because we learned so much from them. Well, Rob, why don't you talk about the standards and I'll mention the premiums first. Um, okay, that's fine. Basically, we have two types of clinics. We have premium clinics and then we have standard clinics. Uh, the premium clinics are uh, paid for uh, outside of the admission. They're extra but they're two-plus hours, they're hands-on, they're small groups of about 20 guys, 20 people, rather, and uh, you actually get to build something and take it home. Uh, so the clinician will, you know, take you through step-by-step, step. say it's, uh, you know, building a small clapboard <laughs> building, you'll, you'll build as much of it as you can in the clinic uh, alongside with the clinician who is an experienced modeler or manufacturer or both. And, uh, you know, they'll, they'll show you all the newest, latest techniques, so you'll actually come away with something. Um, and we have, um, you know, modelers like Jason Jensen, who you mentioned, who's going to be there showing his techniques. So, you know, if you've seen his stuff on his website or on the Internet, he'll show you exactly how he did that. And, uh, you know, we also have uh, Dave Rivella, who's uh, been one of the best well-known modelers for years now and also has a... Uh, a museum in Florida called the Suncoast Center for Fine Scale Modeling, and his modeling is, you know, it's as good as it gets. And he'll actually be there showing you how to do these, you know, just super realistic models. Um, and actually, the clinic he's doing is uh, how to do a certain type of water. Um, Al, can you describe that real quick? Because you know it better than anyone else. Yeah, no. He, yeah, uh, Dave came up with a. Um, uh, and Dave's clinic will be a standard clinic, not a premium clinic, but he came up with a technique of using a silicone, which basically you would preform uh, like a piece of sheet metal, and you would put the silicone on the sheet metal to create like a waveform, and then you hit it with a torch or a heat gun, 
and it cures it immediately. And now you can peel it off and put it into place. And he's been able to make some incredibly realistic uh, water against the sides of boats and ships and things like that. So he's going to talk about all his discoveries uh, in that arena with this new product. Ah, uh, so cool. Yeah, so we also the have, uh, yeah, I was going to say, the, on the hands-on still, we, the other one that's a great clinic and a great value is Jim Elster from Scenic Express uh, with advanced uh, techniques for um, static grass guns and the opportunity to buy a grass applicator for $85 at the show. So great, great opportunity. Very cool. Yeah, uh, and then, you know, with, the, with that, go ahead, go ahead, Bob. You, you want to get to the stand? Oh, God, you finished with Sloan premiums? Yeah, no, I was just going to say about the premium in particular, you know, a lot of the times when you're selling kits at shows and people will pick up a kit and they're like, how hard, how hard is it to do this? And they'll get intimidated and they'll put the kit down and walk away. But with these premium clinics, you get to see how these techniques are done right before your eyes. And nine times out of ten, they're really simple. They're not as hard as it looks. And then once you see that, you'll just, you'll, you know, it's going to motivate you to, to, to give it a try and, and keep going and, and get better at it. So it demystifies the whole process of how these, these realistic models are made. Right, right. Yeah, and in the, in the premiums, we have people, you know, anywhere from experienced modelers to people for the first time ever. We had a, an individual last year in the premium he was in Puntalines um, Build a Bridge um, kit, and he actually we started a new category in the contest room for it because he took it and uh, he was so proud of his work, he took it and put it in the contest room. <laughs> oh. We gave him an honorable, gave him an honorable <laughs> mention, and he did actually a really really good job on it. So we gave him an honorable mention award for it. That's awesome. Oh, that's all. Yeah, yeah. And it was a first time bridge builder, yeah. right? Excuse yeah. me. You said that was the first time he was there at, at a premium clinic. It was well. It was his first time in the premium because it was the first time that we offered that premium to build oh, a little. Okay. It was like a little footbridge. Gotcha. And he was very, he was really proud of his work, and you know, did a good job. And he said he was, you know, because he learned that he learned at the premium clinic. That's so awesome. He put it in, he put it in, in the contest room. <laughs> the other thing so, about like, the premium clinics this year is is that we've um, we've got some basic clinics and some pre uh, and some advanced clinics so that we can tried to separate people who were just starting out from people who were looking for more advanced techniques. Um, That's a good idea. So, yeah, we had we had some good feedback last the last couple of shows. So we, we tried to uh, try to address that. Now, to, now that know. brings up a that brings up a a little kind of a off an offshoot question, um, and you one of you might be able to chime in on this. Is there? Do you guys? Do you guys frequently run into first-time um, visitors to the expo, or first-time people who are just getting their feet wet with um, like finer-scale modeling, coming over from, you know, the, the more plastic or more pre-built world that that show up at the expo who are just amazed with what you guys have to offer? Yeah, I think Doug hit on the head. You got people that are you know are afraid to attempt. I was one of those people when I first started. I did. You know, Walter's kids, and then I started uh, American Laserville, and then you, you know, eventually, you, you know, I guess graduate up to those. But we have people that have never been to the show before, and they came, and then now they're starting to do the more detailed craftsman kits. So, right. Yeah, I think we have both. Okay, that's that's cool. So yeah, yeah. I, I honestly don't think 
I don't see how you could not go to that expo and and walk through it and go, you know what, I I want to try this. I mean, but you know, in, in some in some degree, or I wish I could try this, or I'd like to try this. Even if you're not in the clinic, just to walk through and see the different models and uh, and such. And we'll talk about that with the uh, with the uh, the contest. But um, now the gold the gold clinics. I mean, uh, what's 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 that all about? The premium machine. Oh, the premiums? Yeah, is that the premiums? Well, the, you're talking about the yeah. standards, I think, you're getting to now. Standard. Ah, yeah. Premiums right. are the... Yeah, the premiums are the hands-on, and then we have standards. I don't, we don't have gold. Oh, okay. Last year, was it, was it that way? Was it standard last year? It was premiums. Yeah, premiums. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know where I came up with that, guys. <laughs> well, well, it was... We actually... The premiums we actually call platinum. So maybe that's what got you, you know? Yeah, maybe that yeah. was it. Yeah, okay. so then the standards are gold, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, like, so the standards basically, Doug has a motto. We have to outdo whatever we did last year, hmm? which is getting harder and harder to do, just so you know. <laughs> you keep upping the bar. <laughs> bar well, no, so, yeah, but it's that's what and so then, but we're saying like standards. We have basic standards and, you know, regular standards, and we run basically at 45 minutes to an hour, and we run two standard clinics per hour. And I forget, Jimmy, how many hours a day do we do it? We do it from, uh, and it usually starts at around 8, it will end at 6, or some of them go later than that, and with breaks in there for lunch itself. Yeah. So really, and you could be they're, in they're, clinics the whole day. The if you want yeah, to. Yeah, we've had people in clinics hold Yeah, we've had people in clinics hold that, yeah. That's awesome. You killed me last year. <laughs> we actually had an, yeah. we had an attendee in Scranton that actually complained to Jimmy's wife that we he, he was mad at us because we gave him too much to choose from. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good thing, though. That's a good problem. No, I now, we thought, we said, well, that's a pretty good, we thought that was good. <laughs> Now, how long does the platinum clinic usually last? The platinum's around two and a quarter, two and fifteen, and then the standards are about forty-five minutes. Oh, okay. It depends. We have a few. um, The the ones we know that run over. We some of them can go longer. We try to put those at the end of the evening. (laughs) Right. Now, now the the platinum ones. Do you? uh, Yeah, I. They have to bring their own tools and such for all those, or. Yes, pretty much. Yes. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. We, we each clinician will send out a list of supplies that they should bring, and then the, oh. the clinician will also bring some materials. Right. Um, you know, if you're building a scenery base, the clinician will provide like a six by six foam base and bring the scenery materials. But you bring you bring your glue and your tweezers and your you know your brushes and stuff. Right. Now, now um, the the clinic topics are they chosen by the clinicians or do you guys do you guys ask them? Hey, can you do something on this, or how's that how's that come about? Usually, it's by a clinician. Yeah, it's kind of both. Some, well, you know, or, or it's the, kind of both. Yeah. Say, hey, what do you want me to do? Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, well, that makes sense. We try not to repeat. We try not to repeat them that were done last year on either premium or or standard because you know the attendees want to see something different every year. Yeah. Right. But right. there is yeah. there are some, yeah there are some popular that people, you know, it's like, it's like water. I mean, water seems to be a, a, a popular topic, so that one, 
can can run frequently, yeah. and right. uh, people don't get tired of it. Yeah. yeah. And, and there are a couple of ba basics for the guys who just want to, you know, they're just starting out because they're yeah. always new guys. Right. I, I noticed that looking over the list of the clinics, you have a good mix. And last year, I took I took just the standard clinics because I couldn't get there early enough because of work. But, however, I had a ball. And just like you said, you know, you can stay there all day. I, I really did. Now, you can take a break and go into the vendor's room and, and everything. And I, and I did that and uh, spent some time in there, which is it's tough to get yourself back out of there. So you got to kind of almost train yourself. If you want to get close, stay, stay close by the clinic area. Um, but I, I, I took one with Bob Mitchell, and um, it was on, you know, just he did some work with uh, Rust and such. And it was it was amazing. The guy is hilarious. Um it was, uh, it, but uh, you know, there were some uh, Dan uh, Dan Raymond, who we had on the show a couple weeks ago, uh, also uh, did a clinical vehicles, and I remember taking that and one of Doug's that he had as well, and, and, and you know, and I didn't feel like, you know, this is drawing out my whole day. It went bang, 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 you know, you're going through these clinics because you're eating it up, and, uh, and I think everybody will probably get that feel. Um, and they're packed. They were packed. Yeah. You know, and usually, you know, if someone only gets two or three new techniques out of it, they're happy. And, and usually, it's not just two or three, but even myself, if I read an article or a magazine, if I learned one new thing and I can apply it to something, I'm, I'm pretty satisfied. So uh, you get, you know, it's a bit of an overload of information, but uh, you definitely can't wait to get back to your workbench and start modeling when you're done. For sure. Sure. Well, um, now, uh, so this year, any any new clinicians that you haven't had in the past? Yeah, Don uh, Ralph, Jason Jensen. Jensen. Yeah, I'm sure that's right. And yeah. Jason Jensen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Don yeah, Jensen was our. Uh, oh, sorry, guys. Don. No, I was going to say uh, Jason's modeling has been, you know. Everyone's kind of following it on Facebook, where he posts most of it, and it's just the work is kind of is pretty fantastic. So yeah, uh, I think everyone's looking forward to, to you know him sharing how he does his, his techniques and, and stuff. So, and and what's um, Jason's clinic going to be? Uh, he has a couple. Uh, He's got uh, something one called Dreamless Reality. He's gonna sh yeah, it's going to show you you know step by step his design process, and then how he takes a sketch and then turns it into a a structure and then how he chooses paint and weathering techniques. So it's, it's, it's a full, you know, step-by-step -step of how he, he okay. built these dioramas. Okay. And, and, yeah. and one of the cool things about this, and I need to explain this now for everybody, the listeners, um, this is on their website. If they have this full website, it is an awesome site, one yeah. of the best sites I've ever seen for any type of uh, hobby show. And, um, the the website, if anyone's interested, is modelrailroadexpo.com. Correct. Yes, and and on there you can go and see the different clinics, and there's a small description of each one for both uh, the platinum and the standard. Um, so you know, definitely want to check that out. I mean, it'll it'll have that. It'll also have the schedule to tell you when you know when those clinics happen on another page. It's a very well thought out. Uh, website so um but on on that um let's say on that there's also a contest that's at the at the show um 
I I, I want you guys to you know talk about the contest here, um, how it works, the, the categories, the prizes, um, you know what what all goes on with that. I know that when we went, Brett Brett came, Brett and I went in together and checked out the different models in there, and my jaw dropped and hit the floor. Uh, you think you do, you think you're a good modeler, and you walk in there and you see it, and you're like, oh my word, this is <laughs> this is this is off the charts, and. But not only that, it, it was inspiring. Um, it wasn't intimidating. It was inspiring, and it gave you ideas. Uh, you know, and it, it allows you to push to, to get to there if you don't feel you're to that level, and I did not feel that I was at that level at all when I was there. However, um, the contest room is something that you cannot miss if you go to this. Any guys want to get into detail about the contest itself? Yeah, you want me to feel this one, I guess? Let me just say this yeah. first. I mean, I think one of the things that makes the contest at the Expo unique is the fact that um, this has been a, either the fifth or the sixth Expo that Dave Ravella from the Suncoast Center of Fine Scale Modeling uh, has contributed a $1,000 cash prize to the best model. Wow. And um, that brings out a lot of really, really high-end models. And now I mean, that, it really does. And now that cash prize for the top uh, contest winner is for any of the contest uh, categories, correct? Correct. I it's, believe so. so it's the, yeah, so it's best to show. Okay. So it's best to show. We have, eight, we have eight categories, and one of the eight categories is best to show. So that means within that room, the judges, I'm, I'm one of the judges, and I have uh, four others that I will not disclose who they are, um, we, whoever's the best of in that in that room, it late, usually it happens to be what our, our category that's called yard by yard, which mm -hmm. is basically the largest uh, category, which is basically three feet by three feet square. Mm -hmm. um, then we have um, what we call best structure, so it's basically um, and somebody that I actually very first actually working for I think I won this category. So I just built something on the lab. So it's not on a diorama base, so it's just a building with no base, so you can put it back on the lab. So that people that are building that don't want to put it on a diorama, so it's a structure with no base, no scenery. So that's the category we have. We have another next category is marine challenge. So it's anything marine based. So it could be a boat. It could be a, a, a marine scene, a harbor scene with, with with buildings. So it has to be just marine based. Uh, we have a rolling stock. Uh, Freight cars or locomotives. Um, then we have um, 18 by 18, which is obviously anything 18 by 18 square. Then we go down to 8 by 8. Then we go to 2 by 2. So there's a category for everybody across the board. Um, and on those categories, we, this year we're going to change it up a little bit. First place winner is going to get a gift certificate and or a kit worth at least 100. It used to be 100. We used to give $100 cash for that category so we're gonna some of these um, vendors are gonna sponsor a category now oh very cool so uh yeah so this year i, I forgot bought like bar mills is donating uh their christmas kit doug's gonna have a kit so oh gonna have a kit value above and beyond the hundred dollar at least a hundred dollar value right we'll still awesome. have the thousand dollar kit yeah we'll still have the thousand dollar cash prize yeah yeah that's a show that's pretty that's pretty cool i mean what a what a prize, a thousand bucks. And and I'm telling you, when, when I walked into that expo room, 
with them. Uh, my wife was with me, and she doesn't, you know, she doesn't do monorail, you know. So, so she's half bored already. She was already out at Altoona walking around with her camera, taking scenery pictures of the mountains and crap. So she's, um, you know, we walked in, and now her whole concept was, she, you could just see, she was like, wow. She stayed in there. She was snapping photos. We had to ask. I was like, should we, are we even allowed to snap photos in here? Because it was just really cool to see the, the high quality of the models that were on display. Uh, it's almost like when you walk into the museum and in the Smithsonian and they have the Hope Diamond in there. And you're seeing all these other gems when you walk into that section. And it's all lit up. And it's like, ta-da! And it was all these roofs to a modeler. And that's what it felt like to me. And, um, you know, but if it held the interest of my wife, uh, who doesn't really get into the modeling part of any of this, she'll walk in and say, oh, that's a nice model, honey, you know, that kind of thing. But she walked in, and she was, like, snapping photos, and she that's just beautiful. Um, that's, that's saying a lot, and uh, it, it's something that you cannot miss if you go there. Even if you don't enter a model, you need to go and check it out. For sure. Yeah. And, like, you look at house and all, so we always have to, we have to thank the, uh, Dave Ravella, because every year, Sun Coast um, Center for Modeling donates the the cash prize to the best of show. So we have Absolutely. to thank them. That's awesome. Now, now, criteria, is there special criteria they judge things on? Or? Um, yeah, like I said, it, it starts by, first, you know, when they bring them to enter, they have to match, like a two-by-two, two, obviously. It's got to be right. more than two inches square. And then these, there's a lot of the entrance, entrance entries, they think outside the box. So they, what they do is they go, they go, uh, vertical so they think you know it's not bigger than two inches square but they go vertical we had a gentleman uh, really outside the box he took a, a ring a ring box so mm -hmm. the ring box is two by two but he opened the ring box and he put a backdrop in the back oh. ring box, which we couldn't disqualify him because it's still within a two by two square so we're not sure. looking to disqualify but but you know we look for you know you know techniques critiquing the techniques and the modeling sometimes right. it gets very um, I don't want to say heated, but you know, with five judges, mm -hmm. you, you know, we have to have a consensus, a majority consensus of what you know, especially when you get down to the, the best of show in the room. Oh, yeah, sure, and it, yeah, and it should be. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I know, well, we, we, I know, from walking through the show last year, it would have been a tough pick mm -hmm. on uh, on a couple of the top models, because just because when when you, when you when you're looking for best in show, and we were walking through the room, there's so many that have such unique. They're great, they're great builds, and they're and they're so unique that it would probably be tough to choose it sometimes. Yeah. So, and another thing we've done this year, Don Ralston is a new clinician we have this year. He actually was a best of show winner. So we asked him to come back because obviously he took best of show. We would like to learn to have him try to teach some of our, our attendees some of his techniques. So he's doing a standard clinic this year for us. And his name is what again? Don Ralston. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. Well, that's that's that's, that's sweet. Um, now, is there anything you guys want to add to to the contest before we move on to the next section of the show here? Or? Well, Doug's no, always with. Uh, you want to talk about the manufacturer thing eventually, Doug? The manufacturer um, category eventually. Eventually, yeah. Every year we talk about having a category just for manufacturers or you know professional modelers, so we can uh, just add something else to it, but. You know, if you're a manufacturer, obviously you can't enter the contest. Um, right. But uh, probably the next show we'll we'll add something like that. Huh. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Or, or, 
or if you're involved in the show, if you're a volunteer. We have some, you know, stipulated you can't be a professional modeler, vendor, manufacturer, volunteer, because it's not fair to other right. know, attendees. So right. it's a, it's a, there's a disclaimer on our, our yeah, our, what do you call it? Just, it just doesn't look good. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> yeah. so the other the other big part or feature of the show is obviously the vendor room. And and I've gone in there and I you know, after the clinics were over and, and I was gonna take uh, and I find myself in there walking it over and over and over again because you just never see everything once. Um, and I did it the next day and I uh, you know, obviously um uh, my bank account is shrinking and shrinking, but um, <laughs> and that's what I'm there for, you know. Too, I mean, I want, I want to do that. The shopping end of it is it's it's awesome. Um, you know, can you guys go over some of the vendors that are going to be there? Some of the names that everybody will be familiar with. Um, you know, give a little brief description of the different vendors that are there. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so one of our vendors is also one of the show sponsors, it's Mount Albert Scale Lumber. Uh, they sponsored the show for the last, I think, four shows. Um, so they've been uh, coming back uh, a lot. Um, we've got Crow River Products. They make uh, metal castings and resin kits in O-Scale and HO-Scale. Uh, lots of machine parts and, and boilers and logging equipment. Um, and we're, you know, a couple of us are vendors. Uh, Jimmy, you want to talk about your about railroad kits real quick and what you're going to have new for the first time there? Yeah, for the first time, I will have um, in my small little area of kits, I will have the uh, casting that used to be included in fine scale miniatures um, kits. So you'll be able to get those individually now as I have taken over the line in 2018 there. I, uh, I just have them. I, I debuted them at the narrow gauge uh, this past week, and it was phenomenal. I just about sold out, so I've got a lot of um, restocking to do, and I've uh, got good feedback. So I don't think I'll have a new kit ready for the show, because usually I like to have a new kit ready for like the big shows like Springfield and the Expo. Um, but I don't think I'm going to have time to have a new kit ready for the Expo. Because <laughs> yeah, I you've got I, plenty uh, on your plate with that. Yeah, yeah, castings is going to be where it's at because I really want to. Uh, you know, I really want to have some, some new ones out there that people and, have never seen. And, and I and I will say, my dad um, told me to go check out. I guess you uh, would you sent me a thing the other day, Dad, about his castings, and I sent you a link. Yeah, they look they are awesome look. I I can't wait to uh, to check them out and get our hands on a few of them. I'm we're excited Thank to get them. You. Yeah, and uh, hello. No, you're yeah. good. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> so I was gonna, I was gonna tell you a few more vendors. Um, sure, do it. Got, uh, Barmel, Bar, Barmel scale models will be there. Um, Best trains, train troll, uh, Michael Lumina. I don't know if it's in models like to add lighting to the structure kits. Michael Lumina sells all the parts you need for tiny lamps and and little LED lights and stuff that you can, you know, if if you're already modeling craftsman kits and you think they're great and they're awesome. Once you add lighting, it's like a whole other level, and you can get all that stuff at Michael Lumina. Right. So, you know, all these vendors have all these high-quality products right. um, that, uh, you know, if they're in front of you, you know, as opposed to the website or the magazine, it's, it's, it's a whole different thing. Yeah. Right. And we all, it's, one thing, um, it's one thing to, uh, you know, to flip through Phoenix 
express this massive catalog, but it's another thing to be there and to be able to actually pick up the, the, the product and see them, you know, in, in live in 3D. And, you know, anybody who's a model railroader, chances are, has bought a product, if not directly from Scenic Express, indirectly. So right. um, having having them there is, um, having Jim Elsa there is just, is just amazing and, and fantastic for us. All right. Uh, they, he, when he came last year, he had every possible imagined Scenic Express product on a huge display, and he had a huge crowd in front, and that guy worked his tail off covering every single person, answering their questions, and I, I watched him, and I was like, wow, that guy's got to be dead tired on his feet when he's done in this show. And um, But he had every possible type of scenic you know, material that he, they have. And it, like you mentioned, it's a huge catalog of stuff they have. Um, I was very impressed with that. So I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt there. No, no, that's fine. I mean, he's got, actually, he's got, he's got some really exciting stuff that he's going to do in his, his um, one of his clinics with some new product that he's uh, managed to get a hold of, and he's going to show you how to make it, actually, which is really kind of cool. But but uh, I was going to mention a few more vendors, uh, Train Troll, um, Motrax, uh, models, uh, who else? Uh, FSM. We've got some of our, we've got, yeah, we got some of our northern, our northern clients, ITLA and Hunterline come yeah. from Canada. Yes, yeah. New England Brownstone's coming this year. Um, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, Fast Tracks, which is Fast Tracks, which is Mount St. Albert. They'll be there. Gator mm -hmm. phone. Yeah. So I mean, you could, you could, you could, yeah. You can go to, you know, you get castings from Jimmy, the FSM castings from Jimmy. You get some great Scenic Express materials. You buy a kit, and you've got all the ingredients you need for a great diorama. Right. You know, right. so it's, it's pretty easy to get all the stuff you need to make to make what you've seen in the magazines or the website. Yeah, and, 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 uh, and, we and there's a clinic getting... for every there's a clinic for every um, process from you know, short of a process of how to buy the stuff. Um, after that, you know, that's the only <laughs> thing we don't cover. Uh, after that there's a process for everything from, you know, taking it out of the package until you're, you know, short of photographing it, I guess. Right. Which we've, done, yeah. which we've done in the past. Right? Yeah. yeah. And, we, yeah. and we still keep getting more um, vendors that, as we get closer to the show, that keep um, requesting, you know, table space. Uh, Nick and Nora is another, Nick and Nora Designs is another one that will be there at the show. So it, yeah, it just Casey Workshops is another one. Kate, yeah, Casey Workshops. Um, so it just keeps, it keeps adding and adding and adding. So it's, right. Uh, it's a good thing. Yeah, and yeah, and not only is Jason Jensen doing clinics, he's going to have a table there selling. He's uh, he's got these two kits now. Um, so and you might have more by the time we get to the show. Right. The other thing is we could have a lot. We we could have a lot more vendors, but we're very selective. Because remember, we're in niche market. We don't we we don't want any white elephant tables, and we want you know quality you know vendors that are selling because you know, if people are paying. Good money to come, so we want to make sure that they're, you know, they're not finding lifelike and, you know, um, that kind of stuff on the tables or, or sure. you know, that kind of stuff. So we, we, we screen the vendors pretty thoroughly. Right. That's good. And, That's and, good and, and it, that and, is exactly how it is. Sorry. 
yeah, I was going to say another great thing about the, the expo vendors is many of them, um, we, we ask them to, to bring a freebie. So, you know, for the first 50 to 100 to 200 people, depending on the manufacturer and how much they want to do, they, they'll always have something at their table to give away. It could be a bag of castings. It could be a small little laser-cut garage. It could be signs. So, you know, in the first few minutes of just being at the show, you'll have a bag of stuff for free. Right. Um, which we've been doing from the beginning, uh, which is you know one of the great things about the, the expo. Yeah, that was so cool. I, I walked away from there, and I, yeah, you're right. I had a whole bag full of uh, goodies. Uh, half of them I haven't even touched yet. And uh, <laughs> I still have a couple. But, yeah. Yeah. It. Uh, yeah. It's, it, that's 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 an awesome thing. That, you know, I never would have seen at any other show. Um, but <clears throat> also one of the things I wanted to, to mention there on on that with the the vendors that are there when you walk into the vendor area and you guys can all back me up on this <clears throat> you go it's not just a table with a bunch of boxes on it okay here's a kit it's not it's they have each one of their models if you go to their websites they're you know you'll see those models so we'll just take doug since he's here for example and and jimmy for that matter when you go to their to the show and you get there, you see the boxes. I mean, they're, they're selling them there, but right above them will be a display with the model. And what's cool is it's the same model from their, from their website. And I was like, wow, that's exactly it. Cause I bought the Metzger building from you. And, um, it was the, it was the same thing with the same, the same orange pickup truck out front and everything. And I was like, oh, that is, that, that is cool. And it, it, you know, of course it, you know, I had to go, okay, well, that's sold. So, <laughs> but it was, um, you know, at, you're seeing their modeling that draws you to their website and says, oh, I love that. I got to have that. Now you're able to see it in person, and then right there is you can buy it or purchase it. And it's, it's really cool. So you're not only seeing the modeling that's done in the in the contest room, you're seeing even more modeling done in the uh, the actual you know vendor vendor room, including um, the uh, there was an, even a layout in O scale last year that was just absolutely gorgeous. I I'm trying to uh, that was done by oh that was um, Jason Ricard oh, oh Joey Ricard yeah Joey Ricard yeah yeah exactly yeah. yeah. And, well, and this year was, we're gonna have the we're gonna have some another one, but a, diff, a, a different, similar, actually bigger than that. Doug, what what is um, like uh, the chest Yeah, I it's, think uh, it's eighteen by twenty or eighteen by sixteen. Yeah, it's it's, it's a yeah. super large scale, kind of like the Sundance. Yeah, it'll be that'll be yeah. there this year too. Very wow. cool. That, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean that's 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 one of the things that you know when customers come by, aside from wanting to buy a kit, they they love taking pictures because they could finally get close up to these models, like you're saying. Mm -hmm. um, you know, even Hal's Atlantic scale models. Uh, so Hal's got all those models on turntables, so you can just watch these things spin around and take all the pictures you want, and just come home with tons of reference material. Right, right. And um, you know that was uh, that was just uh, one guys. We were at KC's, same thing. Uh, KC's workshop. He had all his different designs already built and on display. Um, uh, Farm Mills did as well. And, and it was just neat. Uh, the vendor room is 
uh, we were gonna. I was gonna touch on something so, totally separate tonight with atmosphere, um, but that that sets an atmosphere for you. Um, my wife was pacing, but we we spent an enormous enormous amount of time in there. But um, uh, so so that's the, uh, the 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 other part about the vendors, guys, that I need to explain, which is really cool. And you guys can elaborate on this too. I don't. Maybe there's a concept on this, or maybe it's just the, what we talked about earlier. Everybody gets along real good in this hobby, and everybody's out to help one another. But when we were at each one of the places, you can talk directly with the people that run and own this you know, these companies, these these vendors, um, and they will help you. They'll give you ideas on how to do things. If you have questions, they will ask. Uh, we, we were working waterfront, so we talked to Bruce Nickerson uh, from uh, sorry, Seaport Model Works, and we talked and talked and talked and talked with him. We talked with Doug for a while. Um, the guys from Bar Mills even uh, gave Brett some tips on how to do things. Um, it, was, it was really neat how everybody jumps at able to help you out there or give you ideas. So it's not just they're there to sell to you. They're there to help you and guide you as well. So that, you know, sorry, I kind of went on and on, but yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's, that's kind of what, you know, that's the, whole, yeah. one of the best parts about the show is uh, sharing all sharing. the information. Right. Because it's, 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 you can't model in a vacuum. It's really hard to do that. Right. Um, the, internet, the internet's great and you can get a lot from forums and websites and stuff, but there's nothing like seeing a model in front of you and just asking the person, how the hell did you do that? Yeah, you know, um, and, and, they'll, and they'll tell you every single person. And that's what I did yeah. with um, the uh, the Bar Mills guys, and I think I did it with Kenny as well on one of his things. Kenny Crump. Uh, I was interested in how uh, a certain metal roof material was made with the Bar Mills crew, and um, and they went. Through, it was like a half an hour conversation, and and I walked away with a whole bunch of techniques, and I did it with a bunch of other people there as well. Um, but those are just two that came to mind right off the top of my head. And it was just, it was neat that you see, you see Doug's photos and you see Kenny's stuff and you see, um, Jimmy's things online, all of you guys, you see them online. And, and when you go to the show, all you have to do, all you have to do is ask and, and, and any of you, any of you, you guys or the vendors or any of them are more than glad to just talk about how you, how you did those things. And, and it's just a wealth of information. Just the main thing I think to take away from that is to just ask any question that you have because these guys love to help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're all in one room for this weekend, so it's it's great. Right, right. Yeah. And, and it's not just kids, guys. Um, you know, we're you're talking about um, you know building materials. You said Mount Albert Skill Lumber. You're talking about um, waterfronts. You know, Waterfront. You had your, you know, you you mentioned New England brownstone. So it's not just building kits. Uh, but we're talking about all kinds of scenery. Uh, you know, even beyond Scenic Express, you're talking about small details with the best trains and uh, you know, it, it's, everything. Yeah, it's everything is there. Like Doug said, you can walk away with the whole works and uh, put it together. But um, yeah, that's 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 awesome. So we. Um, is there any, got anything else you guys want to add on the vendor end of things on the show? I do. I want to add something. Um, okay, go ahead. We yeah. will actually be, which all of our podcast listeners know, um, and 
thank you guys again for putting us on your website under the vendor under the vendor page. We'll actually be at the at the expo, which we've talked about before on the podcast. But we'll be doing a bunch of live stuff. Um, we'll be doing some interviews and some live builds with. Uh, I know Jason will probably do one with us, and you were going to be doing a couple with a, a few other vendors there, Dad. But, um, uh, uh, yeah. I, I, I'm going to have Dan uh, Raymond yep. in our, at, actually at our table building vehicles, and uh, he's going to do that while he's sitting there with me. Yep. And we're going to do some talking to him and filming what he's doing. Uh, Jason. Gonna, and you guys are I'm both going to build out a car together, I think. Right. So. Yeah, uh, yeah, so he said he's going to do that, and he's going to teach me. We'll put that live. Uh, and then, of course, uh, on I think it, it uh, maybe it'll, I guess it'll be at Doug's table. We have uh, Rod Pudmani. Yeah, is going to also be putting a live build together. He said, so and uh, over I'm there and doing some live video with him. Right. Yeah. So so, so yeah. yeah. So again, fun. I want to thank you guys for throwing us on the site because I know we'll be we'll be scurrying around the uh, well, my dad will be scurrying around the uh, the expo and uh, recording everyone and and kind of doing a a live feed from the expo for you guys. So we're excited. Yeah. We're very excited. Yeah. No, we're doing that. Sounds great. great. Yeah, no, it's great. So actually, yeah. and the other thing that's cool about that is we have we have a lot of, and I'm sure it's all a lot of the same people because this is a pretty close community of modelers, um, but we have a lot of people from the West Coast or the Central area, even out where Jason is out in Colorado. We have a lot of listeners and followers um, who also follow you guys who just you know, it's a tough time to make it out to the expo, so so um, it'll be kind of cool to show them what goes on. Uh, if, they've ever, if they've ever been there, we'll give give them a sneak peek, and uh, maybe maybe another year they'll be able to come out and, and check it all out. Yeah, yeah, we'd love to have. That's them. an interesting. <laughs> that's, an, yeah, that's an interesting thing because from the beginning, a lot of the attendees from the expo are not necessarily local folks. Yeah. But they come from all over. They fly in from. I mean, that's always the, one of the big questions that we get asked early on is, you know, where's the airport? What's the transportation to the to the hotel? You know, because I mean, we've had people as far away as Australia come to the show. So in Brazil and right. Mexico, Russia, 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 China. Yeah, that's uh, also China. cool. I mean, it's been all over the place. I mean, uh, I think was it in. Pittsfield, we had a map and we had pins and we let people put pins to into the map to show where they came from because uh, oh man, it's, uh, no, we, had, we, had it's, it's, we had that out doing it too, Al. We have it every show. We? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we had it out. I think yeah, that's we started cool. in Pittsfield, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's probably right. And that's that's absolutely amazing. I mean, I encourage no matter where it's at or where you're at in the country to make sure you, if you can get a chance to get there. You're definitely going to get there. You're not going to have a moment there during those three days uh, that you are uh, not just actively involved and busy and enjoying yourself. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, we've actually had a we've actually had a podcast guest from over in England uh, have interest in your show, Kathy Mallott. Or Millet, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, yeah. She, she actually. We're trying to get Kathy to come to the show. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> we tried to talk her into it this year too. She said it won't work out this um, year, but there's a. She you know she's not ruling it out completely. It's just uh, it's just not on her calendar this year. But but she even has an interest in coming sometimes. So so yeah, you definitely have a wide reach of um, a, a global reach well, of look, modelers. 
the first the first yeah. expo in in 2011, we almost had uh, Trolls Kirk come as a clinician. Wow. Oh, nice. Uh, wow. But he had uh, some health issues, and he was worried about insurance, and yeah. and he uh, he had to decline it before before it happened. But uh, that would have been something. No, maybe no, another time. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, it, it, people got to get there, and especially if you if this is your thing, this is the this is the place to go, and uh, you're not going to find a train. Oh, you may find a train or two. You're not going to find many trains there, and uh, it's not about that. It's just about the fine skill end of, of, of your work or layouts and modules and um, the uh, you know, obviously your your um, uh, dioramas. Uh, this is this is that you know this is that part of it. It's it's its own little niche, but it's a very important niche in all model railroading. And uh, um, now. I, you guys want to talk to uh, them about this year in Albany, what to expect as far as, uh, you know, how to register, to, 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 you know, what's involved with uh, registration, the hotel, um, maybe things to see and do in, in Albany. Uh, the, how about the layout tours? Um, oh, Jim, do you want to go over registration? Oh, you're, you're, yeah, let's do me oh, registration sorry. first. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it's pretty simple to register by just going on uh, modelrailroadexpo.com and clicking the registration button. There's uh, a whole bunch of items in the menus that you can choose. Um, there's such things we have one. Uh, the Railroad Baron Pass will give you uh, access to four platinum clinics. It gives you the three-day pass. It gives you dinner on Saturday night. Uh, you know, you get some other goodies like a nice, uh, a nice bag and uh, a nice embroidered polo shirt. Uh, if you're just planning on coming for two days, there's a power car pass that runs ninety-nine dollars. Uh, if you're just coming for one day, uh, that's fifty-nine dollars. Uh, you can choose either Friday or Saturday. And if you uh, if you want to just come for the vendor room, if you're not interested in going to the clinic, uh, I don't know why you would be, but let's just say you don't have the time. I uh, just want to check out the vendor room. That opens on Friday at noon um, and stays open until 7. And again, Saturday it opens at 9 a.m. and uh, stays open until about 4 p.m. And that pass just to get into the vendor room is $10. So there's, you know, there's a multitude of options there mm -hmm. for you. Um, you know, but whatever you do, we do recommend you, you don't miss it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And for $10, okay, even, if you, even yeah. if you don't do the... Uh, even if you don't do the the clinics and you just want to come and let's say you're, you know, you just want to come and or you're local and uh, you're model railroad, but you haven't gotten into that yet and uh, you're not sure what clinics you want to take, for 10 bucks, just to walk through the vendor room and uh, check out the the, the, uh, the contest room, for 10 bucks, you're not going to beat that deal. Yeah, for, ten, for $10, you'll, you'll get access to everyone... <laughs> You'll get access to ask questions for everybody, and uh, you know you'll you'll be like like Doug said earlier. You'll for just even just coming in and checking out the vendor room, you'll be in a room full of almost almost infinite knowledge on uh, on everything you could ever want to know um, right. to to improve your modeling. So yeah. at the least, you can just come in and leave with a, a wealth of knowledge. But but to miss the to miss the the, the clinics would be a, would be a crime. Ah, it's right there, I you know. know. So, um, 
anyways, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. I mean, uh, the registration, the hotel, I'm sorry. I'll let you get to the, see that, guys. Oh, I just yeah, want so to hotel is, uh, oh, sorry, Robert. Well, the hotel is downtown Albany, Hilton. Um, it's, it's an area we, ha we have to look for a large vendor, large, usually about a 10,000-square-foot vendor room. Um, and this hotel fit the bill, so that's why we chose. We've been trying to go to Albany for a couple of years now, and we finally were able to negotiate the right deal, and that's why we're going to uh, downtown Hilton. Right. You know, Albany. Sure. And, and, you know, there's there's places to eat down there. It's in downtown Albany. It's the state capital. There's, you know, you know other things to see and do there. I mean, I I know my wife's been searching the, the Internet and you know, Google mapping everything, trying to figure out what stores she's going to go to while, I'm busy, and um, but then also she uh, she's you know there's this beautiful state capitol right there. It's only right I think it's right next door to the hotel. Um, so you know what else? What else? A little, little bit right. There's um uh, for for the women there's there's a mall just south of there. There is um <laughs> plenty, like I said plenty of shopping in downtown uh, restaurants. There's the waterfront. They have um, I think it's the USS Slater. It's a, I think it's a minesweeper. I don't know if it's going to be open then, but then if you're into Because yeah, every woman wants to see a minesweeper. <laughs> hey, you never right. know. I don't know. Hey. I don't know. It's not yeah, good. It's in the area. <laughs> I'm just about to say, um, okay. No, that's fine. We, we can take it. Um, it's 20, 20 minutes from the airport, and the hotel offers free shuttle service. So that's yeah, really, it's, really convenient. Yeah. It's five minutes from the Rensselaer. Uh, the railroad tracks don't go in. Well, they're tracks. There are railroad tracks, but they're freight tracks. So if you're coming in by Amtrak, you would go into Rensselaer Station, and there's a free shuttle from the Rensselaer Station to the hotel, too. You're coming in by train. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. Now, um, as far as uh, layout, I know you guys have layout tours that are involved as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, so for the first time, we've been... I don't know if you know, but did we even announce it? it was basically, what we've been trying, uh, we've been trying to get RPI. I don't know if you know what RPI is, Rensselaer uh, Polytechnical Institute. Sure, I'm welcome. It has. Okay, well, we finally was able. I was. We were probably able to, to negotiate a deal. They will be open for us on the Sunday. We our layout tours are on Sundays. Uh, the day, the last day of the show. We, the show ends on Saturday, but when people are going home, so Rensselaer, the RPI layout will be open. I just haven't confirmed the time, but it definitely will be opened. Um, Dick Elwell's um, Hoosac Valley and Bob Van Gelder's South River and Millville, I think it's called. They will both be open on Sunday from 9 to 2, I think it is. Um, we have, I don't know if anybody has ever heard of Kip Grant. He was on the cover of Model, Great Model Railroader five year, four or five years ago. He's north of there. He will be open on Sunday. Another individual named Kevin Sermon, who's been in great in regular model railroader. Uh, he's in Saratoga. He will be open. Um, working on a couple more. I have a Doug Dietrich, who's not published, but he's got a great end scale layout going to be open. And we're talking. We're trying to get Bob Ham, who's a phenomenal uh, a narrow gauge model. Or he was in model railroad like a year and a half ago. If he's back from Florida, because he's, he's a snowbird, or he's not before he goes to Florida being a snowbird, we're trying to get his layout open. Uh, that's sweet. And so, you know, Man. so there's life mm -hmm. after the show. Oh, George Shelley's is open. One, yeah, one, uh, one other is uh, George Shelley's, uh, the um, 
Franklin and South Manchester will be open on the Wednesday before the show mm -hmm. for a lot of the folks that are coming in early. Oh, that's great. Very cool. So there's plenty to do and plenty to see outside of the show um, as far as model railroading. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, that is awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm saying they also have, if you want, there's a scenic railroad in uh, what's called the Saratoga North Creek, I think. It, that comes out of Saratoga. So if you want to do a, a scenic railroad on Sunday, it, it's on, it goes from Saratoga, New York, up into North Creek, it, and it's running on the old trackage of the D&H. For, for, you know, you said about things to do, so. And, and, you, and you can pack out. So you're packing out if you want. You have the opportunity to totally fill from Wednesday through the end of Sunday or Monday or whenever you want to go home, you know. But, um, sure. yeah, you can make an, an entire wonderful, cool experience out of this. This is awesome. Correct. Now, uh, is, is there... Is it we we covered a lot of ground, guys? Is there stuff that I'm missing here? Oh, um, <laughs> no, the award the award banquet. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. The clothing entertaining. Yeah, we um, on Saturday evening at seven. Uh, all of the winners of the contest. Uh, that's the main thing for it. But we have an award dinner. And we've enlisted Bob Mitchell and Bill Obernoff as our, like, MCs, comedians, and they always put on a great show, um, and we have a great bunch of laughs, and then we, we, close, the, we close the event out with the banquet and, uh, and, you, and a new presentation of the awards. Oh, that's, that's super cool. Super cool. And that's, at, that's right there at the hotel, of course, correct? Yeah. Uh, it'll be yeah. there at the hotel, yeah. Okay. And then uh, I believe you can, you can sign up uh, and get tickets for the – for the dinner, um, right there on the website as well. Yes, that is correct. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yes. Jimmy's cooking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I want I want to thank all of you guys uh, for many times over uh, to take your time this evening. Uh, to help out with uh, this podcast and, and explain more about the expo and you know, you're all wonderful people and great modelers and uh, you know you give a lot to this uh, community uh, of, of fine scale modeling and um, you know, I appreciate their, your time this evening as well and uh, it was you know we, we covered just about everything I, I can't express to everybody our listeners out there how very uh, wonderful this is to go through. I don't usually bust over any one particular thing. This was actually a, an awesome experience that I don't think any modeler should miss. So, um, absolutely. So thank you. We, we welcome more, more more attendees. We're always we always we always looking to improve the show anyway. Again, if we have any suggestions, we're always open to them. Well, I, again, thank you all very much. Awesome. Again, we want to send a special thanks to Hal, Jimmy. Bob and Doug for putting on an awesome expo every year. We want to thank them for joining the show. It was an awesome. We, we thought it was an awesome interview. If you want to register for the expo for this year to head on over and check out everything we talked about tonight, you can head on over to modelrailroadexpo.com, get everything you need, sign up, check out the clinics, check out the vendors, look at the schedule, see what's going on. Um, maybe hit up a, a layout tour. Who knows? There's a lot to do in the area. Albany's an awesome place to visit. So again, thanks everyone for listening and thanks Hal, Jimmy and Doug and Bob 
for joining us on the show this week. If you want to become a patron of the show and get to be a part of the show like we had in the beginning with our, our patron questions, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash HOScaleCustoms, sign up. Everyone that signs up gets access to our patron-only content, and you'll get access to our exclusive uh, Facebook group for just the patrons where we talk about whatever. Talk about shows, talk about some questions we were talking about we have with modeling, um, really everything. So, uh, again, patreon.com forward slash HOScaleCustoms. Uh, we do want to send a shout-out to our patrons because uh, because of your patronage, we were able to upgrade some of our audio equipment, which the intro and the outro to the show were recorded on. It's a test. I'm running it. We're going to see how it works this week. But in the future, the audio quality of our podcasts will be um, hopefully a little better. We got some new mics. We got some mixers. We got some equipment to help improve the show. So um, you absolutely do help us keep the show running so thank you patrons you guys are awesome have a great night have a great weekend keep on modeling and we love you guys thanks for listening make sure you like and share us uh whatever if you can't become a patron just give us a like give us a share tell tell your friends about it and uh that's all we can ask for we're just happy we have one listener let alone the amount that we do so awesome guys have a great weekend later